If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome. Welcome. Ear bigness, that is the bigness of ears, Throughout the years, it's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research. This is all about research that makes people laugh, then think. If you like what you hear today, consider supporting us at our website, improbable.com. Now, here is biologist Danny Adams. Ear size. Here's a paper about ear size. What's the title of it? Ear size as a predictor of chronological age. This was published where? In the Archives of Gerontology and Geriatrics in 1997. Uh-huh. Who wrote it? R. Tan, V. Osman, and G. Tan at the VA Medical Center at Texas Tech University. And that's three names, each of which is an initial and then a family name. That's correct. They say... The nose and ears are two very visible parts of the anatomy that have particular social and anthropological significance. Do you have any quarrel with that? None at all. These structures consist of collagen and cartilage. What are collagen and cartilage? Collagen is a protein that your body makes. It's in skin and it's in cartilage and bone. Uh And cartilage is the soft stuff that is connected to bone, like in your knee or your nose. In your experience, is it, as they say, altered? With the aging process? Not my personal experience, not yet. But I would say that I have bought into that conventional wisdom, yeah. Well, you're a biologist. You've worked with many kinds of animals and many specific animals. Have you noticed that happening in other animals? That has not been my focus, not aging, but certainly during early development when these things are forming, Mm -hmm. they go through tremendous changes in shape and size. Absolutely. So they say these structures consist of collagen and cartilage that may be altered with the aging process. It has generally been observed that older people have bigger ears and noses. They cite a paper in saying that by Heathcote. Heathcote, published in 1995. That paper by Dr. Heathcote won an Ig Nobel Prize. Did it? It What did it show? Did. It showed, Dr. Heathcote says, that older people usually have bigger ears than younger people. So it's a relevant citation. That's what you always hope a citation will be, don't you? You do. You do. And yet that hope is not always met, is it? Well, certain cultures have identified bigger ears to be associated with greater wisdom and in some instance, longevity. So this is of interest. We set out to prove this perception by conducting a cross-sectional study. We wanted to verify the trend between age and the size of two mostly cartilaginous structures, i.e. the nose and the ear. That was a beautiful pronunciation of that word, cartilaginous. Could you pronounce it yet again? Cartilaginous. One more time. Cartilaginous. Do you like that word? I do. It rolls off the tongue very 
satisfactorily. How often during the course of a year do you speak that word? There were certainly times when I was teaching when I would have said that word probably once a week. Do you remember the looks on the faces of the students the first few times they heard you say that word? Awe. Rapture. Confusion, sometimes. <laughs> There's a section here where they tell us what they did, how they did it. Yeah, a total of 100 residents and staff of the nursing home care unit at the Veterans Administration Medical Center were approached for measurements of their ears and noses. The measurements were taken by a single investigator. There were no refusals. To reduce error, measurements were made for each subject of both right and left ears and both sides of the nose using the same measuring device throughout the study. The special measuring device was purpose-designed for the study and consisted of a modified string with markings in millimeters. Tell me about that. I noticed the look on your face as you're reading that. It seems to be um, they, delight. They fashioned a scientific purpose-designed uh, ruler. The visual is very pleasing of these researchers. Sorry, the one researcher going up to people at this hospital with a piece of string and measuring their noses. It's it's a lovely image. No wonder there were no refusals. You find this inspirational? I do. I do. I There's nothing like the creativity that goes into developing a new kind of technology. There's nothing like a piece of string. With millimeter markings. With millimeter markings. The sex ratio was 79 males to 21 females. Table 1 shows the correlation coefficient for each anatomical variable with age and the regression. What's an anatomical variable? That's length of nose, circumference of ear. And they looked at how those measurements correlated with the age of the person whose nose gave those measurements. And the string, that string with the millimeter markings, that string is what ties everything together. It is. It was the measurement device for collecting the anatomical, anatomical variables. <laughs> you love this report, don't you? I am utterly charmed by this report. This is science at its purest form. I'm going to measure two things and see if they're related to each other. And they're things of tremendous interest to humans. Continue with this, please, this reading. All the anatomical variables of the ear had positive correlation with age, except for the tragus height. The tragus height? The tragus height was not correlated with age. What is a tragus? Tragus is the little part of your ear that you push on when you want to close your ear so you can't hear. It's the part that you push on when you want to not hear. It's true. When I do not want to hear, I do not put my fingers in my ear. At what point in your life did you learn what that part is called? About 10 minutes ago. So mid-career. Continue with the- But it is cartilaginous. I do know that. Oh. Continue with this dramatic reading, please, please. The greatest correlation coefficient with age was obtained from ear circumference. Ear circumference is what? If you take a little string uh -huh. that has millimeter markings and uh -huh. wrap it around the outside of your ear to the extent that you can do that, uh -huh. that's the circumference of your ear. You're going to do this after you go home, aren't you? You bet. You plan to do this, say, once a year? I will write down my age and the circumference of my ear, and I will look for a correlation. 
Continue, please, with the reading. The linear regression equation, that is, the description of the relationship they found between uh-huh. the circumference of the ear and the age uh-huh. of the eared, uh-huh. was ear circumference equals 88.1 mm-hmm. plus 0.51 times the subject's age. Tell me about that equation they just described. That is an elegantly simple equation that basically says, take your age, divide it by two, Uh and add 88. And that will tell you the circumference of your ear. There's a question that I have as I look at that and as I hear you read it. Shouldn't that equation be a little bit different for people who have, say, very large heads compared to people who have, say, very tiny heads? That is a very interesting question. Uh, They don't specifically look at that, Uh but they actually look at very many different parameters that might be correlated with head size. And so they could possibly tease that information out. Okay. Let's go down to the very end of this paper. Tell us what they say right at the end. It may be speculated that if Van Gogh's ear had been fossilized, even if it were to be found 2,000 years from now, one could always calculate the age at which he lost his ear from self-mutilation! Exclamation point. There may be some people who don't happen to know who Van Gogh is or know much about his ear or about his other ear. Either ear. Um, Yes, Van Gogh was an important artist who had some mental health issues and fell in love with a waitress in Arles, in France. And to demonstrate his love for her, he, he cut a snip out of his earlobe and gave it to her uh, as a show of devotion. And you will often see self-portraits of Van Gogh where there's a big patch over his ear where he has wounded himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those art history stories that a lot more people know than you might think. And in reading this paper, we now come to learn that that's not the end of the story. It's true. It could be possible to calculate based on what was left. For example, the tragus. No, that one's not correlated. Excuse me. Nostril length Uh or ear circumference, uh, overall length. Is nostril length measured on the outside of the nose? Or on the inside of the nose? It was measured on the outside of the nose. Consistently? Consistently, and both sides of the nose. I would predict that there was some frustration on the part of the investigators that they could not measure on the inside. What's the best question you have right now about this, having just gone through this paper? What do you wonder about? Um, I wonder about the effects of certain types of manipulation on nostril circumference. Certain types of manipulation? It's not impossible, I think, that nose picking might be a confounding factor in some of these measurements. There was an Ig Nobel Prize about that also, you know. Do tell. Not about that specific question, but about nose picking. A couple of psychiatrists in Bangalore, India, won an Ig Nobel Prize for some research they did in which they ended up deciding based on their data that nose picking is a quite common activity among adolescents. Adolescents? Adolescents. Interesting. So it's something that if parents see their adolescent kids picking 
their, the adolescent kids' own noses. It's not something the parents necessarily should be worrying a lot about, that it's pretty normal and, well, and not unhealthy necessarily. You know, that fits right in with the cleanliness hypothesis, that we're too clean. We need to have our germs around us. And in fact, it may help the immune system develop to not just pick, but um, eat the representation of pathogens that might occur in a nasal passage. That's very high sounding language. If you were a researcher carrying on this line of investigation, I'm trying to marry together here what the paper says with what you just said, that it might be a beneficial, that is helpful thing for the people you're measuring. If you never wash this piece of string that has millimeter markings, if the string <laughs> becomes progressively dirtier and uh, home to ever more kinds of bacteria and other interesting little living beings. That's a very good point. And it raises an interesting point about the importance of randomness in sampling. Uh -huh. Because if they started with the youngest and moved progressively in order to the oldest, uh -huh. that string might actually have an effect that wouldn't be accounted for by the model. Explain that a little bit, please. So if you measure a young person's nose, it gets a little germ mm -hmm. on it. Then the next older person gets bigger germ. The next older person gets bigger germ. You have two, you have things that are co-varying. You have the germiness of your measuring device mm -hmm. varying with age. So you want to be careful. In trying to answer a simple question, you're pointing out there's always a lot going oh, on. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Which is why I'm so happy with their simple measuring device. If somebody were to make their own simple measuring device, are there any little tricks of the trade that you think maybe they should be aware of? Watch out for felt tip pens because the ink will spread along your string. Now, that sounds like uh, almost jokey little uh, thing to toss in. And yet, if you are trying to measure something and you really care about whether those measurements are good measurements, Absolutely. this little joke is an extremely important thing. Absolutely. You would be amazed at how difficult it is to define the edges of something if you want to measure it. Yeah, it would make your uncertainty grow. Hmm. Well, thanks for diving into these noses with us. Thank you for inviting me in. You, you, you have been listening, if you've been listening, to a genuine episode of the Improbable Research Podcast. Biologist Danny Adams joined us on today's stroll into the research literature. I invite you to subscribe to the magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research, six new issues a year. Get yourself some back issues, too. Also, get lots of details about the Ig Nobel Prizes, upcoming events, what's in the magazine, and about how you, you can help and be part of it via our Patreon. All this at our website, improbable.com. It's possible that Seth Glixman is the improbable production assistant. Next time, next time, next time, next time on this podcast, we will look at something or other. Until then. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>